understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Face Podcast. We are back and you are still quarantining. I'm so sorry. Hopefully at some point you're getting comfortable, relaxed, taking this opportunity to learn, feel good, build some of that self-awareness and really love on the people close to you. And hopefully just maybe we're getting close to uh, getting back to a somewhat normal lifestyle. So today I have a really cool guest and I feel like she's going to tell us some super secrets to just the realm that seems uncharted, like the water that seems uncharted, the things that people always want to know, because in this world of entrepreneurship and business ownership, it seems like there's five or six ways to make it work. And if you can't make it work outside of that, that's just about it. And what I love about this guest is I feel like she's really going to open up to us about something that so many people think is just untouchable for a lot of us, but is one of the ways to grow the absolute fastest. And so this woman has been featured in Forbes, Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine, helping hundreds of entrepreneurs get featured in TV segments and media, founder of Publicity for Good. She's just a phenomenal PR professional and just overall excuse my language, but badass when it comes to just getting yourself out there in a way outside of social media and all those medium stream norms. And get this shit, she works with her husband full time from an Airstream. And if you don't know what an Airstream is, because your girl didn't know what an Airstream is, (laughs) is basically a little metal tube vehicle that is like an RV that is like a tiny house on wheels. And so her and her husband work full time from this. And so this just goes to show that laptop lifestyle does exist. You can still do that and help hundreds and thousands of people while living in the quarters of the comfort of your own home. So I'm so excited to invite this guest on and help her or just have her give you guys and help you with some undeniable gems. So without further ado, let's welcome Heather DeSantis to the Stranded Face podcast. I am so excited to be here. I stalked you for so long on Instagram. And I'm like, who is this girl? Her energy is amazing. Her podcast looks amazing. So it's like amazing to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. And thank you for stalking me. I stalked you right back. Uh, (laughs) So let's jump right in because this is what I think so is, is so cool. And first and foremost, I love the name of your company, Publicity for Good, because one thing we all can't talk about enough as entrepreneurs and business owners is like, you have to protect your energy. You yeah. have to protect what you consume. And I don't know if we've all noticed lately, because we're probably watching more news conferences than we ever have in our entire life, that it doesn't get any better. It just gets worse. And so you're in charge of bringing people forth to the media that are bring good energy and great purpose and a wealth of knowledge and are doing great things. Why did you start this company and why the name Publicity for Good? 
Absolutely. So for the longest time as a little girl, I dreamed of being a TV anchor. There was a woman who did community relations and she was always the woman who would be at every charity event highlighting the positive things. So that was my dream as a little girl. And then when I was in high school, my dad and uncle were really successful in real estate. They had 3000 apartments at Ohio State. So I grew up kind of learning about entrepreneurship. And then my dad passed away on Christmas, my senior year of high school. And the only thing I had left was really entrepreneurship and like creating a legacy. So I really felt connected to being a businesswoman and connecting to my past. I then went on to Georgetown and studied philanthropy. And then from that, graduated from college, worked at an ad agency where I did PR. But oh my gosh, 15-hour days, no boundaries, representing brands that necessarily weren't my jam. Like, can you imagine trying to pitch green beans and getting people to talk about green beans? I worked with a lot of food brands and it was fun. But I said to myself, if I could secure 30 interviews in a week about green beans, by golly, I could really work with anyone. So I was there for three and a half years, left and then started my PR company. And at the time I named it Heather DeSantis Public Relations. But I wanted it to be something more than myself. I wanted it to be a movement and I didn't want it to always be about me. So that's really why I decided for it to be publicity for good, positive news representing people I believe in and really being a positive light in a time that's so dark. Wow. So when were you like, so you go from green beans, because I think this is so funny. You're right. Like if you can secure these interviews about things that you really think on the outside surface that nobody gives a crap about, and now you get to go seek these professionals that are doing work that you really care about. Who were some of the people that you were not necessarily names, but what were some of the things that you were excited and ready to feature? You were like, I want people that are doing this to come to the surface. Yeah. So I think for me, I always had a passion for the little guy versus like bigger companies. That was the first thing. The second thing, my first client was this female rock star Christian entrepreneur who I wanted to be like, and I reached out to her to see if I could do PR for her. I just wanted to be friends with her. That was the truth of it. And then I got my first client and from there it, it rolled into actually did a lot of work in Florida, but working for a woman who raises awareness about sex trafficking. She goes into schools and hospitals and teaches the science and warning signs. And she's very active on the state level as well. So really causes that matter. And also the root of entrepreneurship, working with amazing people to tell their story, to inspire others and to really elevate their brand to reach millions of people. Instead of feeling like you're stuck creating content on Instagram and being a online coach, really building people to be international game changers who are reaching millions instead of just being confined to the algorithms of social media. So this is so good because there's so many people right now that feel like they're doing something substantial and they're yelling at the rooftops. And I explain this all the time. It's a lot of us feel like we're at a concert in the 347th row and we want the artist, we want Beyonce to see us and we're Mm -hmm. screaming and jumping and yelling and we've got the big sign and we colored it and it's pretty and it's different. And it's like, why do you not see me? And we're trying to fight something that's out of our control, which is the algorithm. Mm -hmm. And then here you come with this very different approach that is 
Because we're in an era right now where everyone's like, if you have a business, whether it be brick and mortar or digital services, you need to be on social media. But here you come with this media approach that says like, you just need to be publicized in magazines, you can be on TV segments, you can be interviewed, which is such a different like balls to the wall, way better, way more opportunistic approach. But I want you to be really honest about the question I'm about to ask you. Mm-hmm. Because I've heard people, like I've had people in my DMs before want me to connect them with people like, hey, can you help me talk to somebody to get me on the news? And it's somebody that started a brand like four weeks ago. And I'm like, well, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so what yeah. I want you to be honest about is what, at what point in someone's journey do you think they're ready or what qualifies them to be newsworthy? So Not the them, first, but they're, it's more their yeah. content, right? So the first thing that matters is your story. So if you're a cancer survivor or you went through a, a personal struggle and you're, there's a cause that you care about, you have the battle wounds, the scars, you absolutely have your story and you can talk about it. A lot of our clients use that as a part of their story to get in the media. They lost a parent to cancer. They build a business from nothing. That's your story. If you're coming from that type of awareness from your personal experience, that's totally fine. Um, If you're coming from the business perspective, I do think you need to have some street cred, some testimonies, and a business that is successful. And successful to me is that you're able to live off of your business and it's your full-time job. But your story, your struggles is more than enough for the media. Local media all all the time will feature local stories, local struggles, local families who have made it out on the other side. And it's more so about the struggle and the story and how you got ahead and not even necessarily promoting a product. Mm. So I once heard someone tell me that in order for it to be newsworthy, it would have to be less about you, even though you do have to have a story, there has to be an important part to the story. But what you were focusing on has to be trending during the time, or you have to find a way to pull out information that is trending during the time because it's more about the industry and less about the person. Do you find that to be true? So if it's local media, like local ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox, and you have a great, powerful story, not so much. Normally, the process is you pitch the media, and it has to really get the attention and the emotion of the producer. Maybe they went through the challenge too, so they're like, yes, we want to have her on. Otherwise, if, like you said, if it's not connected to a trending topic, something that's going on in the world right now, or an awareness day, there's an awareness day for everything, your pitch is a little bit more of like evergreen content. Now, if your story is really powerful, you can pitch it at any time. It just is really coming from the perspective of the media member. And often it's like, they're your advocate. Media members become your advocate and they read your story and they're like, yes, I went through this. I understand it. I'm going to put her on because I see a little bit of myself on you. I can tell you a lot of the interviews that I've been doing about running publicity for good from my Airstream everyone's had a personal connection. A guy on iHeartMedia was like, oh my gosh, Heather, that's my dream for my wife. So a lot of it is they want to connect with you and they want to live through your story as well. It's that like no and trust factor. People either see something that they know they see in themselves or they see somewhere that they want to be in you. Correct. That's so cool. So explain a little bit more about this awareness day, about there's how there's an awareness day yes. for everything. And this would be like an opportunity for a lot of people that may think that they're, because again, I think, especially women, we're in this era of like, well, my story's not traumatic enough. You know, like, I don't think I have this crazy traumatic story. I just provide this service. I just help women. I transform lives. But yeah. tell me more about this awareness day. 
So there's an awareness day for everything. In March was Women's International Business Day. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up in May. We have National Social Media Day, June 30th. I have an awareness day calendar. If you send me a message on Instagram at Heather DeSantis, I'll give it to you. It's like every month, every day. That's been how we've been able to get so much press for people is these awareness days. You plan your story around what's trending. There's an awareness day around Small Business Week, Small Business Saturday, Christmas time, everyone wants to support local. So you can make yourself relevant around these outlets and local media is going to say yes to local talent. And that's what's really exciting. Local media is the fastest way to get on local media. The other exciting thing is right now we're in a transition. People are at home. People are doing Skype interviews. You don't have to drive anywhere. So I anticipate there's going to be less barriers to do media interviews, a lot more video conferencing and less driving to a studio. So there's a huge opportunity to tell your story, to inspire people. And for listeners who are an entrepreneur, like it's such an exciting time to become an entrepreneur that there's more eyes on you as the expert. So it's just exciting. So many more eyes. Like I am, I keep telling people, first of all, let me not be insensitive to the topic, is that there are people suffering. You're talking about these 18 plus million people that have applied for unemployment. I do know people that have lost their jobs or been furloughed from very good jobs. So absolutely people are suffering. So I don't deny or pretend like that doesn't exist. However, my business personally is thriving. I have never had this many phone calls. I've never been this busy. I've never had this much outreach and I have never had this many sales ever in the history of my business. But it is because my business provides an opportunity for people to transition and build authority online. And I have had more calls in the last two weeks from businesses that have don't really have an online presence that are looking to transition. And so like you said, there's no better time than now. I can't explain the opportunity and the fact that the world is at home. The entire world is at home. If you don't believe me, do a live at nine o'clock tonight, between nine and 1am, do a live interview a friend, you will see reach that you have never seen before. Like there are more eyes on everything that we are doing than anyone has ever seen. It's crazy. But I want to go back to this. You said putting, getting yourself in the media like that gives you an opportunity to make yourself relevant. And I Mm -hmm. think this is such a time to do that. But for someone who's listening, that's saying, I don't feel like I can make myself relevant. Like I just provide a service. I just coach and empower women. I just help women with Instagram, or I just do this one thing. What would you tell them? What would your word of advice be to find ways to make themselves relevant? So I think the easiest thing to do, and this is like my ninja secret, is to go to Google and type in Pinterest or type in Facebook or type in entrepreneurship or Facebook and see what other people are talking about in the media and use that in your content and in your pitches to media. If you're not comfortable on doing mainstream media, literally make it a goal every week. And I'm committed to doing this. Every week, I'm committed to doing two podcasts and I'm going to do five Instagram takeovers or invite people to come on my page. So you can start with your network, right? Publicity, you can do an IG takeover, find some friends that are in a Facebook group, find some of the people that are listening to the podcast or always, you know, engage in your content and connect with them and be like, hey, I have an audience, you have an audience. Let's do an interview together on IG. And just, you have to do it every week. You know, we're really focused on reaching more people, getting a bigger audience, bigger impact. Those are ways that you can definitely reach more people that maybe seem a little bit more comfortable to you. 
Is there anyone that you've ever just told, maybe I'm asking this the wrong way, but is there anyone that you ever told no, or you were like, you're not ready? There's a few steps that you need to take before you're ready for us to start pitching you to media or TV segments. So it's definitely been people coming from the masculine energy. Like they don't have their systems in place and they're so focused on being on on NBC that they're going to bring in money. They're not coming from a place of service or reach. So you really have to be focused on the long game and reaching more people. Like if I told you, if we work together, we could reach a million people in, in media opportunities. You have to be more focused in the reach and impact and know that you're going to bring in more revenue and not be so focused on if being on NBC will bring money into your pocket, right? No, that's, that's exactly how this works. Because this is the same exact thing for podcasting. I tell people all the time is like, well, they, when they're asking me all the questions up front, and we're getting ready to set up and they're like, you know, and I'm like, well, what do you want out of this? Like, are you mm-hmm. looking to show people your authority, build your expertise and build a loyal tribe? And they're like, well, I just want to build something that's going to give me more money. And I'm like, well, this is not it. This is something for you to build, get more eyes, build more intimacy with people so that you kind of show them that there's a soul behind the brand, you know? And it's like, if you're looking at this for the wrong reasons, you're going to get the wrong results, period. I totally agree. I had a client, Melissa, new entrepreneur, six months in, did PR, her business scaled. She got a client from TV and it was really based on this. Her, her courage increased. She showed up as a stronger female entrepreneur. All of her clients saw her on Forbes and they like her clients as a strong tribe and they reshare her in the press. Um, she felt different about her business and she felt like she wasn't, she felt comfortable. She didn't feel like a me too. Like she finally felt comfortable in her own skin. And it happened for her because she was coming from a place of service. It wasn't like, I'm going to make money from this segment. Right. And it shouldn't be that. I feel like you, like you said it earlier, and I think I love the way that you said it. It was like, you should have some street cred. You should have like some testimonies. You should have already verified that this is something you do. It's something that you do well. You've seen other people transform with it, with the things that you provide. You kind of feel like you're helping people walk in their purpose. And I feel like when you have the systems in place and you've already created the thing and this is your magic stick, then and only then might it be time for you to bring more eyes to it because it's already set up and it's already there and it's already there for you to, you know that if you were just able to give it to more people, you would be able to help more people. But if you're just looking for more money, I mean, again, this is just such a path. Yeah. Totally. So what would you tell, because this is like, I feel like, like I can see it in the text. I see this question all the time. I'm doing an event, like I'm doing a woman's event. How do I get it on the news? Like, I feel like that is everybody's go to thing. And I've heard a news anchor say before every woman's event is not newsworthy. So what would your advice be? And I know you said local to local is great. Yeah. But what would your advice be for someone that is like doing an event or they're doing like a one-time thing and they feel like it's newsworthy? So I remember I did PR for Panera Bread, which is like a big restaurant. And I was in charge of getting press to come to all of our openings and all of our charity events. The issue with that, and I had to get media to come to every opening, non-negotiable, or I would get yelled at. Um and literally, I love events and there's power coming into your store and brick and mortar location. Um, really, it comes down to these things. If you can plan it, once again, plan it around an awareness day. Once again, Women's International Day, um, self-development month, like that's your hook there. So if you can plan it, awareness day, number one. Number two, there are calendar listings 
uh, for your city, every radio station and TV station and events calendar, you can post your event for free. Um, so that's another thing. Um, another thing is I would consider finding local bloggers to promote it on Instagram. Sometimes they'll do a trade. And the other thing is it really comes down to consistent follow-up and finding the, how can you connect your event to an awareness day that's going on? And then also consider tapping your favorite MC or your favorite anchor to be an MC and make them feel really important. Because so many times people ask, ask, ask from the media without asking what they want. So for example, if you have a strong following on Instagram and you understand Instagram marketing, I can tell you one need of TV personalities is they don't really understand Instagram. And as they get further and further along and they get new jobs, a part of the um, characteristic for them getting a new job is their following on social media. So if you know how to do social media, figure out how you can help the reporter and be like, hey, would love to shout you out every day. Would love to give you a free intensive. This is my event in my city. Would love for you to be an MC. Like, how can we work together, right? So now you're giving something and it's a whole law of reciprocity. I feel like there's probably, like this has to be the constant inbox question or the constant thing that either anchors or news channels are getting. How do you make yourself stand out? Like what? So if somebody was listening to this and they said, okay, I I don't have the money right now to invest, but I know what I'm doing is newsworthy and they wanted to DIY it, send the Mm -hmm. email to a, a news anchor or a news channel or the contact us, what would make them stand out from the rest? Send a video, record a video of yourself um, on your cell phone. That's the first thing. The second thing is send the email on like a Monday in the morning and then Tuesday or Wednesday, start following the anchors on social media. So you have omnipresence and just keep following up with them. Sometimes they'll file your email and follow up a couple weeks later. Um, Keep following up until you get a no. And if it's a no, ask why and get clarity. Hmm. A lot of people are scared to ask why they think rejection is the ultimate measuring stick. No, I know it's good because it gives you feedback to pivot for the future. Mm, wow. I love it. And so how do you, how do you find people for publicity for good? What are some of your like qualifiers or things that you're looking for? So purpose-driven businesses, businesses that are really focused on social impact Um, entrepreneurs that want to reach millions of people and really be an internationally known brand and name. Um, Those are really the components. Uh, We're very exclusive with who we work with because we're in the trenches every day for our clients with the media and we're very emotionally connected to their mission. So they just have to be uh, fully um, alignment with what we do. I love it. Perfect. Okay. So I want to pivot a little bit if that's okay with you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about this Airstream. <laughs> so I, I am getting ready to marry an entrepreneur that if we didn't have kids, he'd probably be more than willing to do what you guys are doing is like, let's jump into Airstream. And then to be honest, if it was the plane, it'd be better. And we just go wherever, live wherever, be wherever that is his thing. So yeah. at what point in your relationship or life were you guys like, yes, we're going to just travel all over in a, in a fancy RV um, a metal, a metal shield and, <laughs> and run this massive business from how big is it? How many square feet? That's uh, 23 foot, a 23 foot, uh, basically yeah. bedroom. Yeah. What, what was the ultimate decision? So we 
we thought about, we, for a whole year, we watched every YouTube channel, every website researching tiny homes, RV living, um, like non-alternative lifestyle. He deployed on his last deployment. So when he was deployed uh, for the last time in the Navy, like we spent so much time researching, watching YouTube channels, uh, figuring out the pros and cons from every perspective. And we committed to doing it because we wanted to tour the U.S. to figure out where we wanted to live. Uh, we want to have 100 acres so we can live off the land, want to have a bunch of kids in the future. Um, so we were very intentional. Like everything we've ever done is like very intentional, a lot of research uh, before we did it. Um, so that's really the why behind it, because he just got out of the Navy in September and he's free. And I've, you know, I've been free for the past four years running a team of, um, you know, 15 now virtually. Um, so, you know, what, you know, a better time to do it than him getting out of the Navy. So you said non, non-traditional lifestyle. What made you guys know that? Did you just know from the beginning of your relationship, like, you don't want to live a non, you don't want to live like that. I don't want to live like that. Cool. How are we going to not live like that? Or was there just like this moment where you were like, we're not going to buy a house right away. We want to explore the world. We just don't want to live like, we don't need that right now. Yeah. I think for me, I always knew I wanted to build this type of life. Like I always dreamed of like, living my mom's in Ohio. So splitting time between Ohio and Florida, because I like Florida and you're in Florida too. Um, so I have been working for so long for the future that whenever I would become a parent that I could be a mom first and work second. Um, you know, and it just, we kind of decided just to do it because we know once we have kids, we can't do it. All right. So I'm going to ask this ridiculously silly question. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. So I was looking at your page and you have these beautiful photos and I was like, so do you just go to all these cities and like when you get there, you dress up and you go take nice photos in different locations. (laughs) I was like, her photos look like you live somewhere and that's where you play. But like, do you plan photo shoots? Do you take random photos when you're in different cities? I am the worst at photo shoots. We did one, we did one photo shoot, um, a couple months ago and I'm like the worst. I'm the girl. (laughs) I'm the girl who like wears makeup. Actually, I made it a goal this week. I wore makeup four days in a row and not today because it's Friday. Um, you know what I mean? And I'm trying to, working from home, it's really easy to work long hours and wear yoga pants, whatever. And I'm in the state where I'm, I'm wearing makeup every day. Um, but gosh, like, no, we've only done two photo shoots. I'm so not the girl. Like there's so much energy for me around social media, but like, I'm so not the girl who wants to have to do photo shoots all the time. Like I'm in a space of just like trying to connect with people. And I'm like, okay, you could be the type of entrepreneur who's so focused on like your own content, which I get, or you could be the other entrepreneur who's just connecting with like-minded women, doing Instagram lives together, showing up together, building a tribe where you can wear whatever you want. Right. So what I'm trying to focus on is like connection. And for people who are listening, like you can do the same, like do an Instagram live once a week with another fellow entrepreneur because I'm finding like we all want to grow um and you it doesn't have to be like this picture-esque like photo shoot thing you know that's my jam now is like I just want to be vulnerable I want to wear no makeup I want to show up as is I want to tell you like it is I want to tell you when I win I want to tell you when the day sucks 
I want to tell you when I almost wanted to kill my kid. Like, I want to be honest about it all because that's what's relatable. I don't want to paint this picture for you. And then you're disappointed when you meet me in real life. Like the highest compliment I can ever receive is somebody's like, you're exactly who you are on Instagram. Like I, I met you and you're even better in person. Like I've had people tell me like you give the best in person hugs and you're the same person I've seen online. Like that's the highest compliment of all compliments. Like let's stop faking the funk. Like when did entrepreneurship become about Ferraris and lifestyles and, and it's lots of tears and stress. Yeah, it's lots of tears and stress. I've had plenty on the floor crying moments, plenty balled up in a ball. Yeah, Uh, you said this, though, and I want to bring it back to this is um, I just think this is so cool. And it kind of aligns with what we're talking about is you have built a a one point four million dollar business over the last four years in a twenty three foot cylinder tin can, literally (laughs) like so this just goes to show I think there's so many people out there that they think they need the great photos. They need the Apple iMac. They need the. They need all the fantastic things, the the perfect, um, what are those cameras called? Um, fancy cameras. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you need all the things and you did this from a 23 foot cylinder, which probably halfway is taken up by your bed. So yeah. <laughs> what would your advice be to people about living a minimalist lifestyle? Here's the thing. It decreases your sense of choices. It gives you more headspace to focus on the bigger things that matter. Focus on business more instead of choosing what outfit do I have to wear? Um, literally when we're done living full-time in the Airstream, I want to get like all the same outfits, black shirts, black bottoms, like same underwear. Like I want to decrease my sense of having to choose because every day, you know, running a team of 15, doing PR, like I have to make choices. I don't want to have to choose what to wear. I just want the same thing and I'll be different every day. So that's like, sounds perfect to me. I love that you're saying this. This is so different than the norm. But my fiance and I just talked about this. It's like we're moving to an era where, I don't know about you, but we grew up in an era where it was like, I don't know what was cool for you, but it was like there were certain types of jeans you had to have and there were certain types of purses you had to have. And like you had to possess all these things to prove to people that you were worthy. And I think we're moving to this era of like, no, you should have on your branded clothes every day. You should have your branded shirts, your business shirts, your yeah. your like slogan t-shirts on. Like, like you publicity have publicity for good. Yeah, it's you have on a shirt and a hat that says publicity for good in our interview. Like <laughs> rock your stuff that you can make money off of. If you're gonna spend money on clothes, make it your stuff. Yeah. Like totally. we are beyond that. And we are in such a era of creation and entrepreneurship and business ownership and owning the thing, like own the stuff that you wear so that you can also sell it. So I absolutely love that you are about this minimal lifestyle. And I love that. Um, it just really sounds like there's nothing, there was never really anything in your way from, from making this work. And you never have a plan B it's only plan A or better. I've heard, I've had several like entrepreneurs that are way better off. Like, like my fiance and his friends, I always look at them as like, that's my next level. That's where I want to get. And they always say that. Like you don't, what do you need a plan B for? You make a work or you make a work again. You don't need a plan B. And I'm like, shit. Okay. All right. I got it. (laughs) Absolutely. So last piece of advice, anything. And I want, and after that, I want you to end with let, um, let my listeners know where they can stalk you. I think you have something really cool going on right now for people who want to kind of DIY their own journey to some media segment segments, you know, TV opportunities, news opportunities, but, um, last word of advice and where they can stalk you. 
Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Heather DeSantis. Uh, it's Heather, of course, H-E-A-T-H-E-R-D-E-S-A-N-T-I-S. And I share everything about living on the road on the Airstream. And I share a lot of free PR tips as well. Like now is a time for you to share your story. because, Like if it's in your heart, like there's so many opportunities for you to get local media podcasts. Like it's exciting. Listen. I love this so much because this is the question that I see all the freaking time is how do I get on the media? And I'm feeling like I'm seeing these Skype interviews and these like these these segments on the news right now and everything is like a a Skype or a Zoom interview. And I'm like, guys, what makes you any different? Like if you have a story to share, this is the perfect opportunity, the perfect opportunity. And I love, thank you so much for, um, you know what I appreciated about this interview today with you is that you got straight to the knowledge with everybody. Like there was no BS. You were like, this is how I got here. This is what you need to do. Here's your step one, two, three, four. So you guys can tell that if you were to reach out to her or work with her moving forward, that she is going to get you like straight to the money. Literally like, here's how you do this. We secure 200 media opportunities a month for our clients, at least if not more. Holy crap. How have you... How have you built those relationships with all those media outlets? I mean, I've been doing this for eight plus years, but it's really based on the strategies I said before, awareness days, making our client's story relevant, being persistent, new relationships. That's really all that it is. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. (laughs) It's not that hard. And it's not untouchable. You see those people in the news and you're like, that will never, like I will never, but you can and you will. And now you have Heather to help you. So Heather, thank you so much. Tell them about your, um, do you have a PR masterclass coming up? Yes, I am so excited. So I have a PR masterclass that I did where I'll literally help you create your media messaging. So you're able to literally get clarity on your messaging and your topics for the media and literally take that and start pitching yourself right away. So it's exciting. Bam, she's doing the DIY for you. See? Oh my gosh, this is perfect. All right. So they know where to stalk you. They know how to check out your next masterclass. Did you give them the link for that? Do you have a link for that? Yes, I'll send it to you. Okay, so we'll have a link in the show notes for the masterclass. They know where they can find you. And again, Heather, thank you so much for dropping these gems, giving people game on how how to do this for themselves. There's always another way. If you learn, if you're an entrepreneur or business owner, there's one thing that we all know. And Heather just added to our vault is that there's always another way. There's always another way. You can make it work. So thank you for that today. And uh, thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. Heather, you were the bomb. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.